The gospel for this Sunday, the fifth Sunday after Pentecost, comes from Matthew, the 11th chapter. But to what will I compare this generation? It is like children sitting in the marketplace and calling to one another, We played the flute for you, but you did not dance. We wailed and you did not mourn. For John came neither eating nor drinking, and they say he has a demon. The Son of Man came eating and drinking, and they say, Look, a glutton and a drunkard, a friend of tax collectors and sinners. Yet wisdom is vindicated by her deeds. At that time, Jesus said, I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because you have hidden these things from the wise and the intelligent and have revealed them to infants. Yes, Father, for such was your gracious will. All things have been handed over to me by my Father, and no one knows the Son except the Father, and no one knows the Father except the Son and anyone to whom the Son chooses to reveal him. Come to me, all you that are weary and are carrying heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, For I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. The Gospel of the Lord. In the name of Jesus, amen. I believe that Jesus was sent here, sent to earth. Yes, to die for our sins and to do good things for those oppressed and to teach us how to be different than we are. To teach us differently than what we've learned, to teach us differently than what we pick up, differently than what we naturally behave. Jesus is a teacher. That makes us students. Students should learn on a regular basis. If a student is not learning anything, then the fault may fall with the teacher or the fault may fall with the student. Given that it's Jesus, I think the fault is our own if we haven't learned anything lately. The text that we have for today is all about Jesus teaching, all about Jesus realizing that his teaching is falling on deaf ears. Again and again, Jesus has gone from town to town trying to do wonderful things, and he's been successful. But nonetheless, there seems to be an uprising against him. There seems to be an uprising against Jesus and the deeds that he's doing. There are people that just won't accept anyone doing anything different in their community. When Jesus would enter a community, he would come into town and he would heal. And he would cleanse. 
He would even raise the dead from time to time. That usually got him into hot water with some in the community. They did not like that things were changing. They did not like that their way of life was being threatened. They did not like that their culture and their heritage was being erased. And yet, who better to define what our culture should look like than Christ? This chapter 11 begins far before we engage our text for today. It begins by Jesus beginning to go from town to town, doing this work once again. And the disciples of John come up and ask him if he's the one that they were waiting for, if there's another. And so he tells them to go back and tell John the Baptist what they see. Specifically, they are supposed to say that the blind receive sight, that the lame walk, Those who have leprosy are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised, good news is proclaimed to the poor. We see this in verse 5 of chapter 11. These are the priorities of Jesus while he is here on earth. To work for the blind, the lame, the lepers, the deaf, the dead, and the poor. Those are the people that Jesus seeks out when he enters a community. Those are the people that Jesus helps when he enters a community. Jesus knows us all. And when Jesus enters a community, these are the people that he looks for. These are the people that he helps. These are the priorities of Jesus These are the priorities of God. As students, I hope we are learning something. I hope that we are taking into ourselves what our own priorities should be too. If the blind and the lame and the deaf, if the dead and the poor are the priorities of Jesus, then they should be our priorities. I don't know about you, but I can almost hear, even without everyone, anyone speaking right now, the what-ifs that immediately come after Jesus' priorities. Well, what if this person did this? What if this person did that? What if I have this? What if I have that? What if life is constructed in such a way where I can't, at least according to my own self, make the blind, the lame, the leper, the deaf, the dead, and the poor my priority? That's exactly the same mentality that so many people had. We already have full lives 
And I know it's a common thing to say, like, our lives are so full today, they haven't been this way in the past. But frankly, everybody has always had 24 hours in every day. And I got to imagine that without the farming tools that we have in today's world, that without all of the ease of technology that we have in today's world and ease of machines and ease of mechanics that we have in today's world, that a whole lot of the day in Jesus' time was spent surviving. A whole lot of the day was spent fetching water. A whole lot of the day was spent farming. A whole lot of the day was spent creating and working in very harsh conditions. And yet, even when their lives were harder than ours, their lives were much closer to the line of survival than ours. Jesus preached these words. Let anyone who has ears listen. Let anyone who has ears listen. Jesus says this. Jesus says this. So many different times in the parables. Jesus says this so many different times in the Gospel of Matthew. Jesus says this specifically in verse 15, right before our text begins. This is a clue for us. This is a clue for the students of Jesus to pay attention to dig in, to take the words of Christ into their hearts and begin enacting them like they are a part of their own bones, their own DNA, their own structure of being. Our priorities are messed up if they do not include the blind, the lame, the leper, the deaf, the dead, and the poor. Our priorities are messed up if they do not include the oppressed. Our priorities are messed up if they do not include the ones that Jesus spent his ministry ministering to. Jesus recognizes that not everyone will listen. Not everyone will be able to hear I give you thanks because you have hidden these things from the wise and revealed them to infants. Not everyone will be able to hear these words. Not everyone will be able to take in these priorities. I believe that when we hear this, we are meant to have something rise up in us, pride perhaps, and say, I can hear, I can hear, I want to be able to hear. I want to be able to follow Jesus. Every single time that Jesus says, you won't be able to hear, you won't be able to listen, we should raise up strong like Peter in an overwhelming, overcorrecting sense and try to say, I hear, I listen, I want to be one of the ones. Even if we fail, it is better to try. Try to have these as priorities. Try to have these as a part of who we are. And from time to time, by the grace of God, we will be yoked 
we will be connected to Jesus' priorities. Our priorities are the priorities of Christ. They are not anything else. No tradition, no culture, no pattern, no way of life, no heritage, no nothing stands between us and the priorities of Jesus. Stands between us and the love of God. Stands between us and the calling, let anyone who has ears listen. I don't know about you, but I want to be one of the ones that listens. I want to be one of the ones that makes the priority of Jesus the priority of my own life. I want to be one of the ones that follows. Not the ones that mock Jesus. Not the ones that pick apart Jesus' life and say, you have to be this exact way in this exact form. I'm not, I don't want to be one of the ones That makes an excuse for every single prophet that God would send to us. Every single righteous person that God would send to us. I don't want to be someone that makes an excuse out of every single time God, God's own self, speaks to us. I don't want my life to be full of excuses and problems and reasons that I'm not following. I just want to follow. How about you? Now I will admit from time to time in our life, we are, we are Jesus' priorities. We are the blind, we are the lame, we are the leper, we are the deaf, we are the dead, we are the poor. But even to these, even to us in those moments. When God gives us these good things, when God gives us liberation and freedom, we are called to join Christ in this work. We are to be a part of Jesus' mission in the world. We are to be a part of Jesus' priorities. I want to be a part of these priorities. This week, I want you to spend time in self-reflection, if you'd like. If you're able to hear. I want you to spend time thinking about what your own priorities are. And whether or not they match with Jesus. Should they not match Instead of despairing, instead of casting off this exercise as impossible, instead of thinking of this as some kind of pie-in-the-sky idea, I want us to see if we can't learn something. I want us to see if we can't hear something. I want us to see if we can't follow somehow a little bit more closely to what Jesus prefers, to what Jesus prioritizes. I want us to see if we can't weed out of the garden of our lives just a few more of those things that stunt the growth of the good, good things that grow. 
I want us to see if we can't weed out a few more of our patterns or behaviors or traditions or culture that might choke the prioritized word of God. It can be hard to do this. It can be tough to do this. If you find yourself struggling, I encourage you to reach out to one another. We are all on this journey together. If you find yourself struggling, if you find yourself having a hard time wrestling with the priorities of Jesus, I encourage you to read scripture a little bit more fully, looking for these priorities as you do. If you're having a hard time, you can always talk to me or any other pastor about these priorities. If you're having a hard time, you're not alone. So did the disciples. So were all the people who heard Jesus' words. And yet, these are the words that we have from God incarnate. God be with you if you cannot yet hear these words. God be with you if you do. God be with you on the journey of reorganizing our lives towards God's priority. God be with you, granting goodness, granting rest, granting gentleness and humbleness as we are yoked to Christ. God be with you. Amen.